we want to do is, is make sure that these games, the 2024 Olympics, are the first uh, Olympic Games to be uh, on par with the, with the Paris Agreement. Hello everyone, welcome to the third episode of the Solution for City podcast brought to you by the Solar Impulse Foundation. Today we are live from the City of Paris Town Hall. Um, this is a podcast that dives into how cities are doing their green transition, the obstacles they face and how public authorities, private entities and the common citizen can work together to overcome them. Uh, today we're chatting with François Gouret, Director for the Climate and Green Transition for the Paris Municipality. How are you, sir? Hello, how are you? Fine. Yeah, all good. Um, I'm fine. Um, the heat has passed a little bit, so we are a little bit better today. Yes, we've just made it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, well, uh, first of all, to, to bring everyone into the into the right atmosphere, into the heart of Paris, uh, could you describe maybe a little bit what's the the idea, the philosophy behind uh, Paris' strategy for for climate and the and the transition? Well, it's quite a bold strategy that we have in place in Paris, and we've had it for a number of years. Uh, but we need to get it uh, quicker, uh, as you said. We've just uh, experienced another heat wave. Um, so uh, what we want to do is, is change the city and make it green. All right. And um, well, if, if we dive straight into the topic, um, what's the, the, the vision for the, for the future of Paris, for the climate responsible Paris? Um, what are the axes where you think there is the, the most leverage, let's say? Well, the objective is clear uh, for Paris. As for um, many uh, other cities around the world, uh, we need to be carbon neutral by 2050. Um, and we've had to, uh, to, to design a road path to get there, uh, to achieve this, this carbon neutrali neutrality. Uh, and when um, you look at the city of Paris, it's, um, it's a very mineral city, uh, so we need to get it greener. Uh, it's also a very small city uh, compared to, say, London or Berlin in, in uh, other European capitals, um, that has uh, very specific challenges to overcome. Uh, if we're going to get to uh, the, this carbon uh, neutrality that we need, we know we, we need to achieve. Um, one of them, I think, and, and the, possibly the main one, will be uh, the energy systems. Uh, we need to um, radically transform uh, the, the way we uh, get our energy uh, and the way we use it. Uh, so this is one of, of the main challenges we're facing today. Well, as, as, as long as, as we are on, a, on challenges, what are the other challenges? So you, you, you mentioned energy, but is there anything else that you've identified which is maybe a difficult one, but that will make a lasting change? Well, like I said, uh, Paris is a mineral city. Um, it, it was built uh, mainly uh, in, in the late 19th century. Um, so if you think of... Uh, the need to retrofit uh, most of our buildings, it's another uh, challenge. Uh, plus, uh, like I said, we have to uh, get it greener. So that means, well, uh, plain and simple, planting trees. Um, and, and we've got a program to plant uh, 170,000 trees uh, in the next five years. So that's, that's a huge um, challenge. Uh, but again, we feel this will transform the city and this is what we need. Right. And um, I mean, this has been going on for a while, especially with the, uh, in this administration. But in the last, say, few years, couple of years, especially with COVID, is there maybe a program or a project that you think uh, has a lot of potential or has already showed uh, a lot of results? 
Well, we've had a number of programs in place, as you said. Uh, we've, we've been uh, trying to, to change things for about, well, 20 years already. Um, there are numbers of programs that actually benefited from, from uh, the experience of, of COVID. Um, I was uh, mentioning the, the, the greening of the, of the city. Um, we've got a, a program that is called OASIS. Um, trying to transform uh, schoolyards into uh, green spaces for the kids to be able to, to play in a, in a safe area, but also for uh, the, the residents of, uh, around the school to use the space, say, during the weekends or the holidays, and, and have uh, a number of cool places in the city uh, where we need them most to make sure that uh, people can find uh, a, a well, a place to, to, to cool off uh, within a range of, of five to ten minutes from, from the home. All right. And, you know, while I was preparing this podcast, I, I, I looked a little bit into the background of, of what's being done. Uh, and I noticed a few international programs, so mm -hmm. um, collaboration with other cities. And in the previous episode, we were talking to, uh, to Prague. Uh, and there, the Circle Economy Group director uh, told us about, you know, uh, taking some examples, for example, in Scandinavia. Um, so he was really getting inspired from Gothenburg or Stockholm, um, but he was also um, traveling around Europe to, to show what, what Prague was doing. Is there, um, are there examples that you think this is a success and we should do a version of that here too because it can work for Paris? So obviously, you know, Paris is a, it's a, it's a smaller city than, let's say, London, but it's still a big city compared to, to Prague or, or to Waterloo in our first episode. Um, but is there things that can be replicated even on a bigger scale or maybe a smaller one in Paris? Of course there is. Um, and I really believe that we can learn from, from others. Uh, there's a lot uh, that we have, uh, uh, a lot of inspiration that, that we've taken from Scandinavian cities, yes, uh, but also uh, other smaller cities, including in, in France. Uh, and I'll take just two examples. Um, if you look at the Scandinavian model, uh, clearly Copenhagen has, has inspired us in terms of the way we could uh, transform the city uh, for uh, people to be able, able to use their bikes. And um, it's, it's quite funny, uh, the, the Tour de France will be uh, ending uh, in Paris uh, next Sunday, so this, this will be a major event that uh, is also a way to, to show uh, what has been achieved in, in Paris um, for uh, uh, the everyday uh, riders, not the, the Tour de France riders, but um, we've got uh, friends coming from, from all over the world and from Copenhagen because uh, this year the Tour de France started in Denmark. Uh, and they're saying that um, Paris has become uh, even more bike friendly than, than Copenhagen in some parts of the city. Uh, we're not there yet. To, uh, there's still a lot that, that we need to do. Uh, but clearly we've, we've taken from their uh, uh, lead and, le and their leadership and and, uh, and we believe uh, we've really uh, made a big change. I mean, I, I'm a biker, uh, I, I, I ride my bike to, to, to work and I've done it for 20 years. Uh, 20 years ago, that was pretty dangerous. Uh, today it's safe uh, and I see um, in a number of people uh, from all uh, walks of life uh, to, to on the bike pass with me on, on, on the morning and, and I think that's a, that's a major change. Uh, but we can, we can also learn from, um, you know, um, smaller uh, cities. Uh, I was thinking of the French city of La Rochelle. Mm -hmm. um, they're the first one in France to have uh, created uh, um, 
system to uh, offset their, uh, their carbon emissions. And they've decided to do it uh, in a cooperative way. Uh, so that's a co-op, basically, um, that was uh, um, started uh, a year ago. And we're um, uh, following uh, on, on, on their footsteps and uh, we are hoping to, to have our own uh, cooperative in, in Paris uh, by the end of this year. So again, we can learn from big cities, we can learn from, mm -hmm. from smaller cities. I think it's a group effort uh, and obviously the networks that are in place in, in Europe, and there are a number of them, um, can be uh, extremely helpful in, in uh, well sharing or, or experience learning from uh, or, or uh, successes and or failures because there are uh, things that will not work uh, but, but we can uh, we can learn a lot from from uh, other cities and while, while you mentioned something that that will not work did you uh, do you have an experience in something that that was put into place because it had a lot of potential but it just didn't work because of the of the environment of the city or because there was a lack of cooperation with other partners is there something that was tried was maybe successful somewhere else but here it didn't work for x y reason it's it's never i think uh entirely black or white mm -hmm. um and, and as you said a, a program might work for a, a number of years and then for some reason uh we'll lose steam and, and we need mm -hmm. to uh, uh to challenge it again but I couldn't think of, of a major failure in, 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 in what we've tried to do, but uh, I was mentioning the, uh, the, the, the bike revolution in, in Paris. Uh, clearly, uh, we've made mistakes uh, in, in uh, designing some routes that were not uh, entirely safe. Um, others that, that made it impossible for cars to, uh, to, to find their way into the city. Um, and I think ultimately that will be the case, but uh, we need to uh, do it step by step if we don't want to create uh, an urban chaos. Uh, and so this is something we're uh, trying to improve um, every day. Uh, and I think we'll, uh, we'll get there, but it, it takes time. And the major issue is that we don't have much time as, as uh, the uh, experts uh, keep uh, reminding us uh, you know, uh, time's running out um, so it's a learning process it's a learning curve uh, but there's there's uh, there's the feeling that uh, that the clock is ticking and, and we need to get faster and uh, you mentioned you know, the, the, the potential conflict between bikers and cars um, and how does the local population dealing with the, the green transition in general here uh, I know we know that the green transition is also always the source of debate, of opposition between people that use System X and people that use System B, and those two systems might not work together. Um, and you know, in Prague, they were telling us we do a lot of education in some way, not only of the general population, but also of politicians, of uh, private uh, entities, where everyone has to kind of find a compromise. Mm. Uh, what's your experience with dealing with that? Uh, well, you're right, there's, there's always a, a lot of debate on these issues and this being France and this being Paris, the, the, the debates will be heated. Uh, there will be arguments, there will be uh, uh, shouts from, from both sides uh, and I think, yes, we, we, we need compromise but we also need to, um, well, to make uh, progress as, as, as fast as possible. So it's, it's always a, uh, a debate between uh, trying to get the most people possible on board 
uh, and this, as you said, uh, is can be achieved through education and, and through uh, public debate. We've got a, a very uh, a wide program of, of uh, public debates uh, in, in the local uh, districts, uh, and, and we try to uh, get the, the population to uh, take part in these debates as much as possible. But at one point, we'll have to make a decision, and, and this decision uh, uh, will have to be uh, in, in, in the right direction in, in, uh, in terms of the green uh, transition for the city. Um, and well, that's, uh, that's what we have to, uh, to deal with. Uh, I would say that uh, in, the, in the light of the, the, the recent experience of, of this uh, series of it waves, because this week's was, was not the first one uh, this year. Um, I think the people uh, are, are getting to grips with, with what's happening. Uh, there's there's a, a sense of urgency and, and, um, and some people that would not have, you know, felt this was an important issue now realize that uh, it's here and now. Um, we are working today on, on, a, on a program to try and, and, and make sure that uh, um, shops that uh, use air conditioning don't keep their uh, doors open in uh, uh, in the summer because we, there's no point in, in uh, you know uh, cooling off uh, the pavement um, and, and it's uh, extremely uh, energy uh, uh, it's it's extremely expensive in terms of, of energy uh, a couple of years ago I'm pretty sure we would have a debate with with the, the shopkeepers and saying uh, you're, you're, you are uh, preventing us from uh, for, from doing selling. our job, from selling, uh, it's, it's, that's a shame. Nowadays, uh, we've got a broad agreement saying, yes, you're right, uh, we can't afford to do this anymore, uh, and we need to find a way to be more responsible in, in, the, in the use of air conditioning. Same for uh, um, the heating systems uh, outside the, the Parisian cafes. Um, we, uh, you know, we love our cafes, and, and even in the winter, uh, and there was a uh, a habit that was taken that uh, yes you could have outside uh, uh, warming uh, to make sure that people were uh, comfortable while uh, drinking their cafes even in, in mid-January well this is not going to be uh, possible anymore and, and with you know taken uh, steps and, and, and legal steps to make it impossible because we know we can't afford this anymore um, there was an outcry at first I think today we would have a, a, a much more uh, well, a, higher a much higher level of acceptance uh, uh, mm. for, for this kind of, of changes. So, in, in a way, the, the terrible heat waves and uh, uh, the, the, the the change of of, uh, of weather, drastic changes of weather, in a way, kind of help, sadly, in um, well, people understand. As you said, it, it, it's it's pretty sad it's that sad, we, we, we need to go yeah. through these, these these very difficult experiences because there are people dying. Uh, when when yeah. there's a heat wave, we know that the, the the, um, the most vulnerable uh, parts of the population will suffer uh, uh, a lot more than, than the rest of the city and that uh, um, elderly people might be uh, facing risks of, of uh, dehydration or, or uh, uh, young kids uh, might be at risk as well so um, so it's, it's really a shame that we need to uh, to, to, to go through those uh, very difficult uh, moments with uh, I don't know yet how many people have died because of, of the heat wave uh, this week, but I'm pretty sure there's, there's a number of them. Um, and I think that has uh, made people realize that uh, this can't go on uh, anymore. 
But as you said, education is also key, uh, and, and the reports from uh, the uh, international group of, of uh, climate experts uh, have, have been uh, crystal clear on, on what needs to be done uh, and on the fact that we need to, uh, to get our act together. So um, for good and bad reasons, uh, that there is, I think, a, a change in, in the, the public perception uh, towards climate change uh, because there, there are not any climate uh, deniers here in, in, in Paris anymore. There are people who will say uh, this is not what we should do, this is not the right answer, uh, but everyone will, will recognize that we have a huge problem. And you know, lo looking ahead, you, you mentioned it earlier with the, the, the Tour de France, but in, in two years you have the, the Olympic Games. Yeah. Um, I, see, I see a poster over there. Um, and obviously, I, I mean, it, it's a big project also from the sustainability side. Uh, I remember in, in 2012, London said those are the most sustainable games. And I'm sure if we look back now, we'll be like, okay, it was a complete different kind of rules and setups. And how. I mean, what's your ambition for that event from, from a climate standpoint? I'm not talking about the sports side, but um, it, it's, it's a big opportunity, I'm guessing, because it's, it's going to be you know, the, the whole focus of the, of the world for a month or two, uh, or two uh, in the summer, especially. Um, so what, what's, your, what's your ambition for, for Paris 24? Right, right. Say it's, it's a huge opportunity. Uh, and, and right from the start, we are, when we uh, decided to run for... Uh, the Olympics, uh, Paris has, has designed its its project uh, as a carbon neutral uh, event, uh, mm -hmm. and this would be a first. Yes, London did try to uh, to achieve uh, um, well a, a different outcome than, than many other uh, major sports events uh, before, uh, and and they've uh, succeeded in in some ways, and and in others we know um, it, it's not been uh, what we uh, what they expected uh, what we want to do is is make sure that these games the 2024 Olympics are the first uh, Olympic Games to be uh, on par with the, with the Paris agreement uh, and so that means uh, carbon neutral um, we're working on this trying to make sure that we have a, a, a measurable uh, number of, of uh, uh, emissions uh, and that we can offset these and here comes into play the, the uh, local scheme I was uh, mm -hmm. uh, talking about uh, making sure that we can uh, get rid of those uh, of those emissions that we know will happen because of the games simply because there will be uh, people coming from all over the world uh, using planes uh, to get to Paris uh, and so that has to be taken into uh, in, into account and I think that's that's the um, the specificity of, of, of Paris approach. We want to make sure that we, we get the, the global picture. Uh, it's not only about uh, the, the emissions from the city and its inhabitants, but it al it's, it's also about the people who come and visit. Um, and, and they are part of this, this system. And so this will be the case for the Olympics. Uh, there are a number of things that we feel, uh, um, where we feel the Olympics could make a big difference. Uh, uh, swimming in the River Seine, for instance. There are going to be uh, uh, events uh, for the triathlon, for, inst for instance, uh, where uh, the, the uh, people taking part in the Olympics will uh, be able to, to swim in parts of the river. Uh, but we want to make this uh, a permanent thing. Uh, if we can achieve 
uh, this, and we're working hard to make sure it is safe for them uh, to, to take part in this uh, in this event. Um, then it should be safe for uh, Parisians and tourists as well in the years to come. Uh, so that will be part of the heritage of the Olympics. Uh, and the second example I would use is uh, the case of uh, single-use plastics. Um, we know uh, this is another challenge we have to face. There, there is a, a huge uh, task in, in reducing uh, the use of, of uh, single-use plastics uh, all over the world, but especially in big cities like, like Paris. Uh, we want to make sure that uh, in the places where Paris will, will be in charge of, of uh, organizing the Olympics, uh, around the events, for instance, there will be no uh, single-use plastics. Uh, when you uh, speak to uh, some of the main sponsors of the game, uh, because the private sector is also uh, part of this of this collective effort, um, then y then you have an, an interesting conversation with, say, uh, Coca-Cola, for instance, uh, mm -hmm. sponsor number one. Uh, and, and when you go to the head office uh, of uh, of Coke and say, "Look, we don't want the plastic around," uh, they're like, "What?" Uh, but uh, we can start a conversation. And, and, they can s and then they can see the point. If we, if we make it in Paris in 2024, then they'll be able to make it elsewhere. And this would be a major change shift in their economic model. Uh, and one that would, I think, uh, be uh, helpful to, uh, to everyone. So this is what we're trying to achieve uh, with the Olympics. Make sure that they are um, um, a way to, to gain uh, more leverage. Uh, in talking with uh, the private sector or, or in, in uh, designing new models for, for our city. And I mean, that's a perfect transition to my next question, because um, you mentioned, you know, a partnership with a, with a private entity, so this time with a, with a big brand. Um, where, where do you feel that, you know, the leverage to implement more sustainable technologies or services, processes in the city uh, stops as a, as a public authority? Um, how can it be improved? Is it through private partnerships, like you mentioned? Obviously, you know Paris is a specific, uh, specific city. In particular, with the Paris 2024, you have old buildings being retrofitted, as you mentioned earlier. Um, how is that? Does that complicate things? Also, is it more? Uh, is it more of a challenge to do so? Well. It, it does complicate things, but that's that's the way uh, that the city uh, has to uh, has to live. We're not uh, just uh, a public administration uh, running uh, the, the life of it of its inhabitants. It, this is not the way it works, and and, and, and that's and that's good. Mm -hmm. um, so we have to uh, strike deals with uh, the public sector, with the state as well. Um, in, in the French system, uh, the, the city of Paris is not that powerful. We have to make sure that uh, we, uh, we can work with the state level. Um, so, and, and in the case of uh, retrofitting homes, for instance, uh, this is obviously uh, such a big challenge in Paris, which is a very dense city that, like I said, was built around uh, the end of the, the 19th century for most of its uh, um, buildings, uh, and some of them uh, uh, the, the, uh, the more recent ones were built in the 50s and 60s, so they have no um, retrofitting, retrofitting system to speak of. Um, so the challenge is huge, it's, it's, it, it's extremely uh, expensive, and, and, and to be honest, the, the city cannot afford um, to, to pay for uh, the, the, the retrofitting of, of, uh, of all the buildings that need uh, a 
urgently uh, to change uh, their, their, uh, their system. Um, so we need to work with the state, uh, which will provide incentives, uh, with the private sector, uh, finding firms that would be interested in, in uh, designing new models. Um, we have a, a very specific type of, of buildings uh, um, and, and uh, I was just on, on the roof of, uh, the, uh, of City Hall, um, it, it's all made of zinc um, and, and we know that this is the worst possible uh, kind of, of, uh, of roof uh, in terms of, of uh, protecting uh, the, the, uh, the inhabitants from, uh, from the heat, um, it, it will just make it worse. Um, so what do we do? Uh, do we change all the roofs in Paris? Obviously, this is not going to be possible. Do we paint them all white? Uh, this would be uh, interesting, but um, uh, we, we have uh, an ongoing conversation with the architects in charge of uh, you know, the, um, the landscape and, and making sure that Paris remains uh, the most beautiful city in the world, as they say. Um, well, all these questions are, are, are uh, issues that we have to um, discuss with uh, the inhabitants, first and foremost, this is their city, um, and we won't change it uh, without them. But also with uh, the private sector, with with the banks and and insurance companies, um, yeah. for instance, they are possibly uh, one of the sectors that has the most to lose uh, with with climate change. So uh, we need to get them on board, uh, and possibly to find uh, innovative uh, financing systems um, to be able to uh, to pay for. Uh, uh, the retrofit of, of these buildings um, and, and this is a, a new uh, way of cooperating again uh, in France, possibly not uh, exactly the, the, uh, the usual uh, way to, uh, to, to run a city but, but that I am for one, uh, I'm convinced that there's no other way uh, to, to overcome this challenge. And in, in these uh, you know, partnerships with the private sector or uh, with other public entities like States, um, but in particular with the private sector, do you, you know, through public procurement, um, do you set up rules? Uh, are they any specific, um, yeah, uh, limits that you set up that where we, when you when you do a project, you have to have X amount of renewable energy use or something like this? Is there? Do you see that pr public procurement is a huge leverage uh, for the green transition, or is it limited in some way? It is uh, an excellent uh, leverage, but it's not the only one. Like I said, um, uh, I wouldn't say it's limited. We do, uh, you know, we we, uh, we use uh, every incentive possible uh, within uh, the boundaries of, of, of the law, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is why I I, uh, I was referring to the state because uh, we need to make sure that the the, the legal system uh, allows us to go as as far as we would like to. There have been uh, some uh, major uh, improvements with uh, uh, bills of law that, that were passed uh, last year and a couple of years, years ago about uh, um, uh, resilience and, 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 and the green transition, but we believe it's, it's, uh, it's not enough. We, we need to go uh, further than that. Um, so we will need the private sector to, to step in, um, and, and they're welcome to. We've, this, we've created a um, a uh, network of of, uh, of enterprises working in Paris or around Paris. I mean, it does not stop at at the uh, at the, the boundary of the of the city. Of course, it's it's uh, it's much wider than this. Uh, working together to uh, find the, the right solutions.
Um, well, I mean, uh, another thing that I wanted to mention, and, and you did mention it earlier too, um, is there anything that ideally you would like to see go faster or quicker? Is there something where you've been frustrated with the slow process that obviously comes with being also a public authority? It's nothing, uh, it, will, it won't always go fast. Uh, is there something that with a magic wand would be like, okay, this is my number one thing I would do immediately? Well, like I said, energy probably yeah. is uh, the biggest challenge we're facing and, and I believe we're not uh, there yet uh, in terms of what we can achieve. Uh, if you look at uh, renewable energies, for instance, obviously mm -hmm. we're not going to be able to build huge wind farms in Paris. I, um, I would love to have one in, in Montmartre, but um, this is not going to happen um, because because of the way the city uh, is, is, is shaped. Um, uh, so we need to get uh, partnerships with um, territories around Paris um, and, and we'd like it to be, uh, we'd like to keep it local in terms of, of, of uh, um, Places where we, we buy this this uh, re renewable energy from, um, and because it's not been um, developed uh, at at, um, at a quick enough pace in France um, in terms of uh, uh, the, the solar en solar energy, clearly uh, wind energy as well. Um, there is quite a potential. Um, not that far from Paris, uh, in, in places like Normandy or, or uh, um, along the River Seine. Um, and we believe we've been too slow as, as a nation. I mean, it's, it's, uh, this is not about uh, you know, blaming uh, uh, the other, uh, but, but uh, we, we have to, uh, to get together uh, collectively uh, to, to make sure we uh, catch up with, with other European uh, countries that are uh, way ahead of us in terms of uh, the use of uh, renewable energy uh, instead of uh, doing what we do best is uh, which is a claim that we're the best in the world with because of our nuclear plants I'm, I'm not that sure about that because those plants can have their failures as well as, as we can clearly see these days um, and yes the use of renewable energy in France and in Paris as for me uh, is, is an example of where we've been uh, too slow and, and where we need to catch up. And you, you mentioned the, the, the fact of wanting to stay kind of local uh, when it comes to energy, but I'm guessing also uh, in terms of, of solutions, of process, technologies that are put into place. Uh, and yeah, at the Solar Impulse Foundation, we do have uh, Parisian solutions that are labeled. Is there an example that you'd like to put forward uh, of a local solution, local technology that you think can, can be a, a game changer, let's say, in, in the green transition for you? Well, there are, there are I think, many examples because this mm -hmm. it will not come from just one uh, s solution. Uh, uh, but we're developing all sorts of, uh, of projects, some of them are very small uh, uh, and, and, uh, and we still have to see whether they, they, will, uh, uh, they will work. Uh, but in some places of Paris, uh, to, to, um, to keep focused on, on renewable energies, uh, we have areas where uh, geothermic could be um, a main source of, of, uh, of uh, supply for uh, local communities. Mm -hmm. um, it, it used to be the case uh, two centuries ago, and then 
coal, coal came and then electricity and, 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 and they were uh, abandoned. Uh, we're getting back to them uh, and, and finding that actually there, there is quite a potential there. Um, so that is an example of, of a very local uh, solution uh, where we need uh, technical um, progress uh, that can possibly exists uh, in, in some other places where uh, they, they've been using this, this source of energy for, uh, uh, for decades. Uh, so again, a case of, of uh, working together uh, with uh, local um, resources, but also um, ideas from, from all over the world, because uh, yes, we will uh, try and make sure that uh, we don't uh, buy our energy from uh, other half of the world um, doesn't make any sense, uh, but we can get ideas from uh, from all sorts of places. And uh, just to, to, to finish this, this conversation, um, this weekend I was reading the, um, a news, uh, newspaper article in, in Le Monde that mentioned the Paris at 50 project. Mm -hmm. um, could you explain what it is and what are its objectives? Uh, well. As you said, uh, we've uh, just had a, a couple of days where it was extremely hot, um, over 40 degrees. Um, we're trying to, to uh, think ahead uh, and, and uh, get ready um, for the worst case scenario, um, which is one of the scenarios on the table, uh, where we could have uh, summers with uh, heat waves uh, over 50 degrees. We know that, that, that the human system cannot resist uh, these uh, temperatures on, on, uh, um, for, for more than a few hours. So we need to think, to think about uh, solutions for the city to adapt uh, to uh, those scenarios. We'll, we'll try our best to make, it, to make sure that they don't happen, but this is not something we can be sure of. So we have to, be, uh, to get ready. Um, like I said, it's also a, a bunch of solutions. Some of them are very simple, um, trying to get more shade uh, in a city, uh, which is again uh, very mineral. Um, where uh, some, in some places, the, the it won't be because Paris is such a dense city. It won't be possible to grow trees because there's a a tube station right underneath, mm -hmm. or, or or an electrical system that that uh, that, that goes uh, in, in inside the pavement. So you you just can't. Uh, break it. Um, so we're uh, building uh, those ombrières, um, so uh, places where you can get shades, uh, and we've tried to design them as to make it possible to to uh, to get as, as much possible uh, cool air as as well, uh, but using natural uh, sources. Um, so that's one example uh, of, of what we're trying to do. But there are so many ways to try and adapt this this city to a to a different system. The use of of water, of, of the river. Um, historically, uh, Paris has, has turned its back on, on the River Seine. It, it was just there, but no one paid attention. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we're trying to change this, this, uh, this, this uh, system into uh, a way where people would live by the river and with the river, um, because it's a place where we can uh, make sure that uh, it gets cooler. Um, there used to be um, a, a smaller river, it's called La Bièvre, and it runs from and, and from the river Seine to uh, the, the southeast of Paris. It was uh, it was covered uh, at the beginning of the 20th century because uh, it was uh, a stench basically. Uh, it, it, uh, it was polluted by local industries and it was unbearable. Um, we're 
step by step we're uh, cleaning it and, and we're hoping to be able to uh, uncover the river uh, the smaller river uh, that will provide uh, for uh, cooler uh, uh, streets uh, along this part of Paris. That's, that's another example. Uh, but there are many ways in, in which the, the city could, could adapt uh, to, to those uh, worst case uh, scenarios. Um, it also implies um, that we uh, get ready with, say, uh, the, the house system. Uh, the, the firemen, uh, we've, we've seen the, the uh, I mean yeah. the, the fi uh, forest burning uh, in in Athens uh, last year, in in France this year, um, but that's in the southwest uh, of France. Uh, it could happen around Paris as well. Uh, there's a huge uh, forest uh, that we're very proud of uh, in in the, the region. Uh, imagine that because uh, the, the the heat uh, gets. Uh, uh, impossible to deal with that some of these uh, forests catch fire would be uh, in, the si in the situation of Athens last year uh, and we need to get ready so that Im implies uh, working with, with the, the, the firemen, with the, the, the hospitals uh, to, to make sure that this doesn't happen and, and again this is something that could take place uh, very soon. I mean the, the, uh, we've mentioned a number of, of uh, uh, major events uh, like the Olympics, this will take place in the summer. Um, we want to make sure uh, we, we are ready, uh, even for uh, the, the nightmare scenario. Uh, so, has to make sure that it does not happen. So, a lot of it is adaptation in the end. It is a lot about uh, adaptation, and and yes, we've always thought that adaptation was a, uh, a band-aid solution. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, we know uh, that we've got to use every. Uh, every tool in, 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 in the kit uh, to, uh, to, to get ready and adaptation is one of them. It's not the only one, uh, but clearly it is one of them and in a city like Paris, uh, it's one that we urgently need to, to, to put in place. Well, um, I think that marks the, the end of our, of our conversation. Uh, thank you very much for all your insight on Paris on all the projects that you're leading. I uh, hope you enjoyed the, this conversation too. I did. Uh, it's a pleasure to talking to you and, and congratulations on, on, on this uh, program. I think it's, it's extremely important that uh, we get to know what uh, other cities, big or not, or not that big, are, are uh, uh, doing and, and, and learning from each other. Um, Paris will always be happy to, uh, to share that with, with others and be part of a European and worldwide network uh, to, to uh, find solutions. That's, that's great to hear. Um, thank you very much. Uh, this marks the end of the third episode of Solution for Cities podcast by the Solar Impulse Foundation. In the next episode, we'll take off to a new city around the world. So stay tuned. Bye-bye. Merci.